Welcome to the great conversation where ideas matter, ideas shape markets, and they can change the world. And uh, over the next week, we'll be um, one more time understanding how to shape the world of access control. On Wednesday, Lee Otis's new book, The Six Phases Changing Access Control, comes out. And on Thursday, he follows it up and applies it as kind of a scorecard at the Security Investor Conference. Lee, let's let's have a great conversation about what the book's all about and why you wrote it. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Excited to do it. So thank you. Let's go. Tell me why you wrote it. Number one, why sure. is it relevant? And will uh, and who should be reading it? That that would be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. So the the thought behind the book was there were phase changes, in my opinion, that were happening pre-COVID and then got accelerated post and then also new ones introduced, if you would. So um, I, about six months ago, started thinking about what are the things that are impacting the access control marketplace? And it's a lot of what we write in my newsletter on a, on a weekly basis and just brought them together into here are the six things that if you're a couple of things, we wanted to set out to answer a handful of questions of who and what are the companies and products that are set up not only to help me for today, but tomorrow. A lot of our industry has been focused on historical, you know, looking in the rearview mirror use cases around just safety. But now as the industry goes more mainstream, we believe that some of the non-traditional uh, attributes and criteria are being introduced that I wasn't seeing a lot of people talk about or really putting their uh, you know, product roadmaps to or hiring and things like that. So, um, and I wanted it to say away from some of the technical side of things. And it really, in my opinion, those six things, and I'll give them to what they are. Um, so things like market reach, who has the ability to not only uh, go into different verticals, but then also I really believe the um, international ge geography side of things are gonna matter even more as uh, we see introductions of like cloud-based tools, which allow for those things to happen even more. So if you're not set up to do that, you know, are you set up actually for long-term success? Number two uh, is technology, which again, seems like a no-brainer, but if we're being honest, our industry iterates a ton, doesn't necessarily innovate. And on the technology standpoint, it's like, do you have the proper tools and products and services set up in order to be able to capture the market as it goes mainstream? The third one being talent. So do you have the actual people in place, um, especially as an industry that is so heavy on tenure? Do you have the talent in order to be able to succeed long-term? Like for instance, if you're into data, do you have data scientists? Uh, are, you, are you into open innovation? Things like that. So you know, maybe not doing it internally, but can you also then execute externally with people as another one? Um, I also believe innovation engines is one of them. So this idea of going back to the whole iteration side with technology, do you have the places set up within your, your company to be able to innovate? But it goes beyond just the actual technical side. It's also business innovation and process innovation. This idea that innovation runs through your organization and you allow engines. I always use the analogy that our industry has like one main highway and it needs a bunch of service lanes that, that come in or just dump off, it's fine. But if you try to do it through the big thing, we it the innovation always loses out a lot of times to the iterated old platforms that you have that are predictable. Um, so that, that's another one uh, that I had. Uh, we had marketing as another one, right? So again, common sense, but if you look at our industry, 
that's a phase change. Marketing matters. Storytelling matters. The way you communicate matters. The moving away from product marketing being the only thing we do to content marketing. I think you've seen challenges happen now in our in our industry, especially as you know we can't do trade shows and people can't get in front of each other and do one-on-one. Man, are you seeing new people introduce themselves into the industry? Like I'm one of them to uh, the, I would say older guard figuring out a new language. And, and there's some examples that I, I can give that, that show people that are doing that. And then the last one is called it factor. This is the swag that a company has. This is the ability to walk into a room and have a presence. It also is when you leave the room, do you leave people wanting more? That matters. And you're starting to see new entrants into our industry from the outside have that and they suck the oxygen out of the room. And that's going to impact as our industry goes more mainstream. So those are the six that we write about that, that, that I think are what are going to matter, not more, but are new. And you're going to need to have them because at times they as soon as the market continues to go mainstream, I do think they're going to matter most. Well, that's fantastic. This book gets launched on Wednesday. Do I find it on Amazon? Where do I find it? Yeah. So uh, first release will be an ebook. We're, we're actually doing it on Gum Road. So this is another good example of innovating and looking. Um, great service uh, where you can offer these. If you go to accesscontrolbook.com, uh, that is actually the site where you can find more about the book. And, and actually there's an order page, but it's called accesscontrolbook.com. Well, that's easy. That, yeah, and, I tried. <laughs> and, that, and then on Thursday, this is yeah. interesting. And I'm wondering if this shows up in the book or, or not. That is the only way to get it is by experiencing Thursday. But taking that, those six elements, those six phase changes, and actually... Um, going through the industry one by one. Who who meets these six criteria today? Does anybody leave? No. So um, yeah. So what we did is we took those six, we went and looked at 40 access control companies and applied uh, a criteria. And out of that came up with close to 70 questions, both quantitatively and qualitatively, also with a group of industry experts to look at it. Um, the companies filled out a survey and some companies did not everyone participated and some companies even gave us customers that they have to actually um, provide feedback. So we took all of those data points to generate a map, if you would. And we broke them up into four quadrants called people commanders versus traditionalists. Um, we have a whole, whole uh, futurists versus settlers. Um, so we did a whole thing where you can take a look at it. And like you see in other industries where you have, um, you know, whether they call them waves or quadrants or things like that, you can make an assessment as a buyer, but also as an organization to be able to look at it. Now, what you do find is everybody at some point has some aspects of today or tomorrow. Now, some lean heavier in some areas, like as an organization, as an industry, the industry scored relatively high for like today technology, for instance, but um, pretty low on marketing. Um, it was middle of the road on um, things like um, um, uh, talent, if you would. So like you start to see trends like that, and then you can start breaking them in and do correlations. But yeah, on Thursday um, with our friends at the Security Investor Conference, we were going to roll out more of the data there. And then the plan is after that, 
Um, we're going to continue to uh, bring the information out. Now, it's an analyst report. So for organizations and people that are looking to it to make buying decisions, we, there's, we, we are selling the information and doing that. But we're going to continue to evolve it. And the idea is to do this every single year, but then also uh, take the criterias that, as they change. Um, and then also depending on what the product type is. Uh, we want to apply it to like visitor management. We want to apply it to other stuff. But the idea being is that you can have a quantitative and qualitative approach that is not just sort of like, well, this one has a blue blinky light and that one has a green blinky light. Like we actually want to look at business impacts that are shaping in a way that companies are evolving and building as a way to make a decision on whether they're the right people for today or they right people for tomorrow. Or And again, I guess, I'm sorry if I could on that. What you find out too is based off your buying, a company could be right for today, but not right for tomorrow. And that's okay for you, right? So it's just a way to look at it to be able to understand. So it's not like one's bad or one's good. It's a fact of sort of, this is what it is. And you can use this as a data point to make a, 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 an educated buying decision or bring it into your organization and say, how are we doing on it factor? We've never talked about that before. Well, it's so, it's so funny you mentioned that because you do call it the security investor conference. And investors have to do much of the same thing. They have to sometimes make bets on a 90-day horizon. And sometimes they want to pick winners over a five-year horizon. They want to pick the Amazon stock at a dollar, knowing five years from now, it'll be, you know, a thousand. So, so uh, and I do both today uh, as an investor. I look at uh, 5G, for example. What's the market ecosystem look like? So, but then there's buyers of the technology that are going to utilize it for their practices. And it encourages them to, to look at their roadmap uh, because they don't want to be boxed in by decisions that are only good for today, right? Correct. Yep, yep. That's, the, that's, the whole, that's the whole idea. And then, you know, as you say around conversations, my hope is, is that it sparks conversations that, and, and really through different prism than our historical one that we've always looked through. Uh, so what is your sense of the highly innovative company that scores really high on that? They have an innovation engine. They're hitting on all cylinders, technology, process, and business. They have the talent to actually execute on those engines. And do you believe that um, because they are innovative in the business area, that they're going to go to market the same way in mm -hmm. this environment? It's oh, a great, great point. So I don't understand. Well, I understand, but I, it, it frustrates me, I guess is a good way of putting it, that we have a good amount of companies that come into the industry and work overtime to go backwards. And a lot of reasons why I believe that that happens is two parts. Number one, where the majority of the marketplace is now, where the movement is, is in that high security uh, market, which is like the top of the triangle area. And that's a very channel driven approach the marketplace like the e-commerce side of buying security in the mainstream you know, we've just started to see that and i believe one of my i'll give you my newsletter on thursday is a bit of predictions coming in that i think will impact in 2021 one of them is i do believe we'll start to see uh more e-commerce type approach run discovery and purchase and because i do believe the market starts to move down mainstream and i i, I believe companies that are coming in 
aren't finding market fit right now in that sort of mainstream area. So they're going up into the high, which means they go back into the channel, which means they go to market in a lot of the same ways of yesterday and they work overtime going backwards. And then the, the effect that it has that, that I believe is bad is they then start chasing corner cases of technology development that are very centric to the high security and because they don't have limitless resources, they take energy to go towards that. Could that could be continuing to innovate? And the next thing you know, they look a lot like the existing ones that we have today. And what my hope is, is that as the market expands, those companies actually get slotted in those area that they should be in and that's okay. And they execute there and instead of trying to be something that they're never really intended to be. Um, that's that's what I think that's happens with a lot of the innovative companies that come into the space. This has been a great conversation with Lee Otis. Hey, Lee, on Thursday, how can I uh, get invited to this conference? Uh, do Can I register somewhere? Yeah, if you go to imperialcapital-sic.com, that's where, that's where they're at. Sic.com. You got it. Sorry. Lee, thanks for a great conversation. You too. I appreciate the opportunity as always.